am your host, Abigail Hawksworth, and this is Late Night Drives, the show designed to make spirituality and self-help accessible to everyone. I'll be sharing my discoveries with you as I find them through the context of relationships, work, family, friends, and spirituality, like advice from someone who's not older and wiser than you. You can follow the show to stay updated on releases. You can also follow my Instagram or TikTok at A.E. Hawksworth. That information is in the bio of the show as well. You guys can DM me on either of those with questions you have or content you want to hear, and I'll be answering some of those at the beginning of each episode. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Welcome back. Um, this episode is going to be part two of the conversation with my mom. Um, a lot about divine neutrality, uh, positive and negative experiences, things like that. So if you have not already seen the first one, these two kind of go together. Um, but without further ado, you guys, this is part two. with what you were talking about with jobs um I thought often about relationships like there is a not necessarily one perfect person but there is like a perfect something and so I don't want to waste any time like just having fun and dating and like I realized I was kind of stealing that from myself because I'm so obsessed with making the right choice and and it's perfect yeah and it's kind of self-protective like we think it's we think it's neutral and we think it's more enlightened and we think it's like (laughs) great that we're like I am so thoughtful about all my choices like no we're actually trying to protect ourselves from getting hurt um I talk about like in general with life Seeing things neutrally is not the same thing as not caring right. about I think that's a pain distinction. And, or positivity or happiness. Just because you see that things are perhaps ordained or neutral or whatever doesn't take away the fact that there are painful things. Exactly. The goal is not to completely avoid not pain at avoid, all costs. Yeah, and, or like people who are enlightened, who are at peace with the way the world is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean... They don't experience suffering or like, in my opinion, or that when like a loved one dies, they don't feel the weight of that. It's understanding that as a whole view, everything, because it is simply the human experience is beautiful. Therefore, my suffering is beautiful. It doesn't mean, no, I don't suffer. Right. Because I think if you Then what would you do? You wouldn't, like, if you went skydiving, you're like, this is neutral. This is good. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. It would take every... You would have to see everything that way because... Or see everything as happy, which isn't the Reality goal. Either. Isn't no. to completely negate that and isolate yourself from whatever life you're experiencing. It's to see that all of this somehow that's fucked up is like mm, beautiful just because it is. Just because yeah, it exists. Yeah, and I would argue that, and we've kind of talked about this, that the more you're able to see life as experiences, almost the more present you are in the emotions because if we're trying to what I call hedge my bets Mm -hmm. so for example um, a lot of new moms will talk about this and I know this isn't your audience but maybe some people are but anyways (laughs) they have a baby and they stand over their baby and they're overcome by joy and then immediately they start thinking about what if my baby dies what if my baby dies in their sleep and it's like they can't even enjoy the beauty of the moment because they're literally so worried about what could happen in the future that they spend 
hours, I know I spend hours, I think a lot of new moms spend hours, if not days, when you stack it all together, stressing about what might happen to their child. Because basically, the first few years of your kid's life, you're just trying to keep them alive. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really unglamorous. But you're not even enjoy, you have trouble enjoying because you think like, if you have a mindset like mine, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. So you're like, oh, as soon as I love this, God or the universe or someone's going to take it away from me because I need to learn a lesson. Yeah. And, or because that's how life always goes. Because that's it how does life ebb and goes. flow. Right. So when it's good, you're just like, I know it's going to, shit's going to hit the fan at some point. Yeah. So then, it's, so you're always My thinking My baby that will when, die. But then when it's bad, you think, oh, I can't wait for it to get good again. And either way, you're not really living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if you can look at it like, it is bad. It is good. Okay, let's say not bad and good. Let's say pain. Things that cause pain happen. I'm experiencing happen. pain. Yes. Or I'm experiencing whatever it is. The I'm experiencing elation. I'm yeah. experiencing and everything in between. Knowing that that's part of life mm-hmm. and being open to it, not for the lessons, quote unquote, it's going to teach, but for the experience of itself and just realizing it is. Mm-hmm. That is what life is. I think would calm down a lot of our future anxieties yeah. would would actually allow us to feel more present um if someone dies instead of being like i'm so above this i won't feel it emotionally mourn mourn your heart out like mm-hmm. because i think does it make you more enlightened that, right you know you actually when you say like seeing the pain, wholeness of everything yeah. right when you say like pain doesn't affect you i think you're actually just stuffing it somewhere and removing yourself mm-hmm. whereas i think a more uh What's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I'll have to cut this like here. Like holistic or? Um, whereas I think a more, a more present, I don't know. I look at life like kind of everything should be squeezed out of it. Mm-hmm. And that, unfortunately, sometimes I think includes the painful part. And I know I used to think like I knew healthily, like if I don't mourn, it's going to come back to hit me. If I don't grieve, I'm going to grieve like 10 years down the road. We know we kind of have to go through things to get to acceptance. And that's sometimes why we as humans go through them. Um, And we know it's unhealthy to stuff them somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I would argue that even just going through it, um, I read someone that once said, the reason I don't mind pain anymore is because I know I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't alive, I wouldn't be experiencing anything. So life itself is beautiful. And therefore you experience the lows of the lows. You experience right. high of highs. You experience mostly you just experience a whole lot of mundane in between. And there's yeah. something really beautiful about all that. Yeah. And I think like that helps. I think sometimes the reason why we get into these knots about what, why we're here is because the mundaneness of it is crushing if you Mm -hmm. can't find some sort of peace with why the fuck we just walk around and eat and (laughs) sleep and do whatever and every once in a while we have a really cool experience and like 50% of the time we're not happy like and there's so much focus on trying to find our way out of suffering and come to peace with it or we go the opposite way and we're like there's intention to everything we have a purpose here we're or set of purposes or whatever but I think it's enough to see everything that happens as like that's ridiculous and amazing that like we're here for like 80 years and we get to and we just like experience eat food all this and meet people and do that and that to me is like yeah i'm probably going to serve a different purpose for every single person i meet yeah and myself if you even want to put a label on it um and i know this gets into more of like a p- opinion of what why because you know a lot of people do think there is a purpose and stuff but i just think like in my mind it doesn't make sense and so i have to bridge how 
how is it possible and how can I live in a fulfilling way if I do believe that there's not really a specific exactly. intent? Exactly. Because I don't want, I won't fully believe it ever if I tell myself, no, no, there is. Right. I know I'm right. here to do Like, no, yeah, I'm here for a lot of things. Like, right. And it's not like someone put me here and they're like, eagerly waiting for me to find it out. It's like, I'm here to like... Easter egg hunt. Gotta find the right Easter egg. And then when you open that, will be the golden egg. Yeah, yeah, like, and I, like, right now, today here, I'm here to sit in this room and talk about, like, that's why I'm here right now. Like, and I, and in a greater sense, there's neutrality. And we can kind of talk about as far as like ethics and morality go with this. That's a whole nother topic. I know, because I know it's, it's hard to, you know, when we say like, you should then just enjoy it and do what like, you know makes you happy and it'll probably go okay what do you do with that and then that speaks to our privilege we live in the united states in a time period where you can actually have those decisions a lot of Mm -hmm. people have lived during time periods or in different countries where they have no choice in what happens to them exactly what does that even mean and that's a whole nother topic but to to me that just kind of confirms that there's not a specific like i don't know like it life is beautiful because of every possible thing that could happen and it's heartbreaking sometimes like some people some people have babies that die when they first get born. Like, there's animals get run over. Like, it's crazy. Yes. But that, to me, helps explain, like, the grandness of the fact that everything just ebbs and flows. And that itself is really, really cool. That we're just life coming and going and getting to experience this thing. And because if everyone has a purpose and everyone is loved by a creator or everyone is mm-hmm. whatever, what about things that die like what even is that what about people that are like tortured their whole life what about people that never can you know move forward economically in life and they really really want to what like what is that and that's and that's the problem i've always had with kind of the this the spiritual spirituality repackaged side of what christianity used to call call the um name it and claim it idea now i'm Mm. aging myself here but there was this power of positive thinking, which I believe that you put good things out in the universe. I absolutely believe that. But there's this whole thing that creates it. It's almost like these laws that, mm-hmm. I mean, would you tell that to someone? That it's somehow your responsibility. You're somehow mm-hmm. some refugee in Syria, that if he puts a good enough positive energy, out in the energy right. in the universe, he is going to be freed and have this amazing life. It, that's what I mean. Like that stuff makes it's it's such an American way of looking yes. at it, and it almost becomes another religion with rules unto mm-hmm. itself in its attempts to free people from their misery. Yes. But I think when you get into that again, it's another set of laws. It's another set of if you, and if it doesn't happen, you weren't thinking and positively even if enough. You try to avoid that whole part, and you're like, no, no, I can think positively, but yes, things are so bad going to happen. I I know because because of myself, there's a little part of you that's like, what could I be doing better? What could I be doing differently? And like, yes, energy is important. And there's the law of attraction and there's like the power of Mm -hmm. prayer and meditation and things that like legitimately, according to science, like the general, the general science that'd be, um, (laughs) that work that if you, enough people think about something or whatever, it actually does make a physical impact Mm -hmm. because the world works in energy. We're all energy. Yeah. Of course we affect each other, but there are greater things than your specific mind. Like, a, I don't know, a person a that wants yeah. to, like, punch you. I don't know. Then that, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that still might happen to you. Yeah. It still might happen to you. Because that is the wholeness of experience. There's not, like, something playing for one side or the other. Yeah. Like, then then it's like, well, I'm spiritual. That person's, like, how could that happen? Because I have all this. Well, I think the universe is just as involved with 
everything. Like, yeah, it's but not in a even neutral, more, but I don't think sense. it's, it's I not don't like, think it's like, okay, you, you're alive. It's not now orchestrated. You're go here. No, it's just, it just that, like, is. It just is. And that is amazing. Like, yes, it's present, but it's not like you it's have not orchestrating things. Intention. Like, yeah, no. yeah. Or like if someone punches you, that's not like, oh, this person was supposed to punch me. They're supposed to punch me. And therefore God's in control. And I need to figure out why I was supposed to learn this lesson. No, it just happened. And right. now you have a bloody nose and you might want to go get that taken care of. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And because all of that, like, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to like get across, which is very hard for me to like put into good words, but like, that is the universe and God at work. The, the wonderfulness that is all the experiences, not whether something is good or bad or happens to you or doesn't. The mysticalness of it is that everything just happens. I, I don't guess. know if I like the word at work. I think okay. it feels still so Christian-y. Like if someone's working on something, they're physically doing something. Okay. I think it's more like it just is you think like you think it's it's nothing like if a person punches you they just punched you yeah and like you take what just you want is. from that mm-hmm. hmm. I, I, it's kind of like you were telling me when you were reading the alchemist yeah like Which, you had some things in there yes. that i thought were kind of applied yes, to this we can it's talk like, about that yeah but they use it again in the context of god so i think that'll be interesting i i don't know if i agree with you i actually don't know mm-hmm. how much of it is like because i like i said i'm such a lesson person so it's yeah. like i wonder what could be like well, and but, there could be but there might not be right it just and might also have doesn't happened. matter because it's like that which i keep drilling home in a very unclear way but like that is what existence is is everything and just being able to accept how things are sometimes shit and sometimes they're great I think acceptance might be a key word yes yeah because acceptance I think allows us to be present allows us to experience things and if you think about it in the grief cycle acceptance is what we're going for (laughs) so if you think about it in kind of a health again I'm going back to what can we learn from this but I think the more we can accept things what happens to us, mm-hmm. almost the more we're able to experience life. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that to me is God. Oh. Because that to me is beautiful. Okay. That like there is this wild set of experiences that is your life and you have the ability to kind of like see it holistically. Yeah. That is what God is to me. Got it. Is no, that makes sense. All that combined. Not that it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's just such it's a hard thing like, to describe. Well, because God is such a hard word because... I mean God very widely. (laughs) Liberal. Very liberal view of God. Yeah. Maybe a being. Um, And I think something I wanted to add in, and you mentioned it in your intro. And then we'll go back to the alchemist. (laughs) Something I wanted to add in, something I wanted to add in that you kind of mentioned in your intro that Mm -hmm. I think plays into this even deeper, maybe deeper than religion. At least it's older than our current Protestant religion in the United Mm -hmm. States. Well, maybe it's not older. But anyways... Is the idea that even we see this throughout all of our writings, we see we see the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say what it is. Throughout mm-hmm. all yeah. of our writings, it's in Greek mythology. It goes way, way, way back. It's not just a, a Western simple thing. Simple story writing yeah. structure. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. simple story writing structure. And it's in we're like, attracted it's to it. in, we're attracted to it because it tends to be the human experience. So, but for those of you who aren't familiar, it's, and I'm going to probably slaughter this, but basically the hero <laughs> starts off. And he's trying to find his purpose in life. And he has to go through a series of hardships Mm -hmm. to learn. To learn what he's either supposed to be, supposed to do, or just to learn from. Mm -hmm. And then eventually at the end, he discovers his 
you know, what he's made for, what he's supposed to do, the victory, Mm -hmm. and the book kind of descends from there. Um, Well, and I think when I was raised in Christianity, I was kind of looked like, you're supposed to discover your God-given purpose. And that's why we talked about all these things like spiritual gifts and how are you supposed to put those together to do your God-given purpose as if there was one purpose for life. Mm-hmm. And we even see it in movies. Like, I love the Matrix movies, but like the key maker comes out at one point and he's like, my whole purpose was to make a key. And then he falls <laughs> over dead. Like, we see this over and over and mm-hmm. over. And it's in religion. It's in literature. It's in everything. So I think we intrinsically with in our humanness kind yeah. of feel like there's this one grandiose purpose in life and if we haven't figured it out well we should be trying to figure that out I mean yeah. it's even when you're little what career do you want to have when you grow up right. what are you going to do when you get older I am 50 I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I get older you right. know because there's no such thing as there's no such finding thing. It. Yeah. yeah and and then in religion it becomes even bigger it's not just a career but it's a purpose and we put all right. this weight and so we make all these decisions based on what we think our purpose is yeah and then I kind of got to the point where I'm like, no, maybe life is more of a series of hero's journeys. <laughs> like you go through this and then you come out and then you go through this and you come out. Even little forms. Like you can have a few careers that are yes. all make up your purpose. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. Or you go through trials, you learn what you're supposed to learn. And then if you finally figure it out, the universe quits testing you, let's say, <laughs> with your health, you know, or quits testing you in money. And then you think somehow you've learned your lessons. So your finance, whatever it is. But I don't even think it's like that. Oh, I just yeah. think that's the ebb and flow of life that we have labeled almost as a hero's journey, mm-hmm. or maybe it's kind of a grief journey over and over. But I think the more we come to accept life mm-hmm. as neutral in the sense that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and most of it's going to be neither one, <laughs> Yeah, that the better we are at being present and enjoying that everything here. that we're here for, which yeah. could be thousands of different purposes depending on right. And who it's we just touch. like labeling it as such, where we have these cycles of trials and mm-hmm. finding purpose, and then moving on to something else is what puts the pressure of like, how long am I supposed to stick this out? And like, mm-hmm. is this where I'm supposed to go? And is this what I'm supposed to do? And like, it's putting a label on something that doesn't actually need one. mimic what's right. really happening right we like to think we, we, li- it we like to try way, feet but it literally just goes and yep. ups and downs and then more downs and more downs and more like it's not yeah. it doesn't work and as humans we like, like to find meaning because we want to label things we want to put right. things in boxes now that i have found meaning in this now it makes sense it's very hard for us and i learned this in my own <laughs> therapy it's very hard for us as humans to live in tension mm-hmm. to live with um let's say you have someone in your life who's mentally ill and you're saying, I know they're never going to get better, but I still hope they could. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for us to live with feels like two opposing things with tension. And I think when we can't find purpose in pain, Mm -hmm. it feels like too much tension for us. So that's why we have to live that way. We have to make something out of it. We have to make something out of it. When Mm -hmm. in reality, maybe it's just learning to live in that tension and accepting. That this just is right now. Yeah. And that that can be actually kind of freeing even though it feels like it's not as happy of a life like it's kind of freeing and I think the whole the religious viewpoint on it is just so interesting because when you say like okay so why do people suffer so much Mm -hmm. like yeah you you could talk your way out of that like you know that there is lessons that there are important things and right and there are trials for people that are going to do great awesome things and it helps you feel better about it or that is specifically satan and there is god (laughs) and there is one and the other when at least in my own life, I've seen time and time again shit things that have happened that mm-hmm. would be 
not positive and have turned into some of the great things in my life or some right. of the lessons lessons <laughs> that I've taken out of it. still do have them. Or yes. it's led me in another direction that right. turned out great. Like, because you cannot possibly begin to separate one experience no, from another. Can't. They all are so intertwined. And so those explanations don't do Always. it for me. Yeah. They don't they do don't it for me work. because There's they don't follow. There's, yeah. The, the only thing that makes sense to me is that tons of stuff happens. And how can I possibly be at peace with the fact that sometimes I'm going to be miserable yep. and not force myself to be happy think, when you're miserable. Yes, or to be proud of myself for like for being I'm able going to through like, so much. I'm so pious. God is like yes, yes or the universe or I'm this spiritual. So mm-hmm. I get that. Like it's so to me humanistic. It's like we've come up with all these labels of yes why we have these things and we're more this or we're more yes. that or and it's all the same concept packaged in different ways. It is. It's all the same thing. And it's so hard to get out of. Like it is. Like I was talking about earlier with my spirituality, I got really into tarot cards and and I thought, wow, this is so cool. I feel so connected to this. And what I realized is, wow, um, the tarot cards are actually just me trying to avoid pain mm-hmm. by having a better mm-hmm. understanding of what's yeah, going future. to happen. You're, yes, you're trying to again. hedge your hands again. You're trying and to be like, if I know what's going to happen, and then I can make the right that decision. there's a right answer, mm-hmm. that there's something that I could do that the spirits, my higher self, something would rather me do. And now that I'm kind of like, oh shit, that's exactly the same as I thought before. <laughs> and it's literally it's like, just well, a different version. I replaced version. Christianity with tarot cards. Yes, yes. And it's like... Because it's no different than God. It's, what do you want me to do? No because different. if I'm not in your will, you possibly will strike me dead. Yes, yeah. in different versions of whatever that looks yes. like. And not that that makes those things not true, but it really steals, I think, yeah. something from us and our ability to trust that we can just enjoy life and it's going to be good and bad no matter what yeah. type of choices we make. We're not going to be spited for those type of things. And I have a funny story about this. <laughs> yeah. So there was this woman I knew back in my Christian days and she literally thought God orchestrated everything. So she'd go to the store and she'd ask God whether she should buy Cheerios or Rice Krispies. And I'm like, <laughs> we were like, dear God, God has given you a brain. Pick what you want to eat. God doesn't really care. Yeah. But that's where that, we, but we do that with things that actually I think matter about the same. In extreme ways, yes, yes, because we get to a point where we're crippled about, because, yes, Should literally. Should I move to Seattle or San Diego? I don't know. I don't you know. know, and it's yeah. like it's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, actually, her picking Cheerios or something else, probably, I, it's it possible probably it could affect things. Yes. yes, but does that mean that we have to hem and haw over it like that? No, that's a, that's takes away so much autonomy of yeah. our own lives and, I think and it also, fear. Yeah, I think it also gets you further and further away from listening to your intuition, mm-hmm. listening to what you have been given, you've been made with, whatever you want to say, you're humanist. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important things in life is knowing who you are, what you want, what you need. Yeah. And I think the further, the more you put that on other entities, beings, the universe, mm-hmm. the further you get away from knowing who you are right. and what you want, being able to listen to your intuition and just being able to live out a whole beautiful life yeah. because you end up giving away, in a sense, your autonomy to some something. Something. And, it, and it's not that it actually has it. It's just that you've slowly grown into this mentality that there is a righter or wronger yeah. way. And I don't think, and that doesn't even that doesn't even negate those belief systems just to say that you do have autonomy and not everything is that like, but that like, I 
feel that if I have a gut feeling about something, I can probably just go ahead and do it. Like, and it doesn't, I don't have to think of that as like this selfish or I could be wrong because I messed up or I could be. And kind of what we're talking about in a, in a grand sense of like divine neutrality is that yes, you can make poor choices. Sure. As far as like, you could, yes, you can murder someone if you want to, and it's not great. (laughs) And like, yes, we have trauma that could affect our decisions that we make, but that is also an equal part of the human experience as anything else. So as I choose to grow and heal, I'll make different decisions going forward. And that's part of my human experience. When I used to make different types of choices and I, I don't know, I would date guys who didn't need me and didn't care about me that much. And I was like, this is great. They don't need me and I don't need them. And it's awesome. Like I, it, that wasn't a worse decision. That was just as it was supposed to be be at the time. time. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the alchemist, so there's, um, basically they're about to go across these, the desert. Mm -hmm. And this is a very dangerous thing because they have wars going on over the desert. They never know when they might like (laughs) get attacked Mm -hmm. by people. And it's a very dangerous thing to do. So these people that lead these trips across the desert are very spiritual because Mm -hmm. they've gone through this so many times that they have this really interesting viewpoint of what it is that God is and stuff. And obviously your experiences shape what you believe to be true. And the phrase that I will probably say incorrectly because it's not in our language is maktub, Mm -hmm. maktub. And it means, and so it is. Mm. And so it is. I love that. And in in a Christian form, it's like, amen. Mm -hmm. It's a... And what is it? What does that mean? Amen. Uh, so be it. And so be it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and so it is. And I love that. Basically, they're about to cross the desert and these people are telling them, okay, this could happen. Mm-hmm. And he says, in this specific case, this is a war where God is on both sides. Wow. These people both, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have important things. They're fi- which in the reality of the world, Probably most things is. are like that. Yeah. People have legitimate things that they care about on mm-hmm. both sides of anything. God is on both sides mm-hmm. in a very large sense. Mm-hmm. And so he says, Maktub, and mm-hmm. so it is. Whatever shall be, shall be. Yep. Because God is playing for both sides. Mm. There's no such thing as like, we're going to be led through this. God is for us. Who can be against exactly us? Exactly kind of that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything will be, be taken care of. Is. And that doesn't mean that you don't try to continue to make choices that make sense for you. That doesn't right. mean people shit on you and you accept it. No. These people still fight for their lives and they're going to fight for it yeah. until, you know, they either win or lose. But whatever is in is. that. And so it is. Yeah. yeah. So you don't remove the autonomy or, or, uh, intent to make good choices with your life. Uh, neutrality right. or, uh, nihilism right. doesn't mean you don't care about anything. It doesn't mean that, you can make whatever choice and you're going to like make horrible choices. You are still going, you still deserve to make your impact on the world just as much as anybody else does. Absolutely. If someone does something I don't like, I can say, I don't like that. And And I would just argue that it might take away some of the anxiety of making those choices. There you go. Yeah. Cause it's like, you still have them, but you kind of believe that you still make them. You just believe that everything will turn out as it is supposed to. Is. It's supposed to, and not even uh, supposed to, to, but like as is, it is, is, it just is. is like, and then, you know, you, you make those choices and you hope for the best and it doesn't mean you don't care about anything. Right. It's just that whatever will happen is going to happen. I have, and there's peace in that. 
that you can mm-hmm. like make the choices you want to make and it's just things are just going to happen. They are. You can never predict. If I could <laughs> if I moved to Seattle to San Diego and said, "Who yeah, probably a large portion of my life would turn out differently." Right. But if I get stuck thinking about oh, what could it have been? Yes. Uh, I who knows? Right. What at some point I just have to make a choice and go with it. And go with it because life is going to continue to just ebb and flow and things are going to be bad and things are going to be good yeah. according yeah. to my eyes. Yeah. And we move forward. Like yeah. I think I have something that has played into my thoughts for years now and that kind of puts this together maybe in a different way, um, but maybe adds something to it, especially as we look back. Because I think the tendency sometimes when we also look at life as bad choices or good choices mm-hmm. or good choices and better choices and best choices and what we should have <laughs> is we end up, the longer we go in life, we end up with a lot of regrets, you know, mm-hmm. or we say we don't, but we do, you know, mm-hmm. or we try not to, or we try to come to acceptance. And I didn't find my real, my real dad left when I was I think one and a half or something like that. I found him when I was 33 and we've had a lot of discussions mm-hmm. about that. And at first, when I found him, um, given my mom has uh, a lot, a lot of issues, I really wished my dad would have raised me because mm-hmm. I went through a lot of trauma being raised by a mother who's a narcissist and borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. And and beyond that, there's just a lot of abuse in my home. So when I found my dad, of course, you know, there's the idea I'm going to find my dad. He's going to make everything right and everything's going to be great. And then, of course, that doesn't happen. I mean, my, finding my dad was a really great experience. It was beautiful. I have some really beautiful stories surrounding mm-hmm. that. It was just amazing. And you still get to know him. And, and I get yeah. to know him. Mm-hmm. But what we both went through, my dad and I, yeah. we talked a lot about what if he could have raised me? What if he didn't leave me with my mom? Because mm-hmm. that's what she wanted at the time. What if he would have been involved? And he laughs. He's like, I was in no place to raise a child. But... But I, for the longest time, I thought, oh my gosh, that would have solved so many things for me. And then I started to realize, I started to go back. Okay, so what if my dad had showed up when I was six and then he raised me? What if then I would have known different people, done different things, had different things? Well, what if he'd showed up maybe when I was a baby? Or what if he'd showed up in my teenage years? We talked Mm -hmm. about these things and it's like, well, then I probably would have lived over here, met these... I, it isn't as simple as being one choice. Oh, I would have been saved. Or even a few. It's like your whole life. life. It literally is like, it's not even as simple as different branches on a tree. I'd be a different tree. Yeah, like I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) Or me. You wouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's, that's the thing. It is, it is the proverbial rat's nest of mm-hmm. you can't go back. I mean, I'm kind of a nerd. I used to watch Star Trek and you're they're never supposed to like change anything when they go mm-hmm. backwards, you know, but it is the proverbial like you wouldn't be who you are without the story that makes you right. you. And yes, every decision adds to that story and continues that story. And that sometimes can give us a lot of anxiety. But but when you look back, like he would have still made the decision because mm-hmm. he was young. My mom still would have made the decisions. And I am here with certain parts of my personality, with my baggage, with my trauma, mm-hmm. with my whatever, because of what I went through. And that's the life. And that's it. And that is it. And there's, I had to quit thinking about that because I had to realize it's not like, oh, if I would have had my dad, I just would have mm-hmm. been so much more healthy. No, I would have had different issues. It's almost impossible to it's think impossible. about. Like, and even going forwards when we continue yeah. to make decisions. To even consider that is right. absurdity because yeah. it would 
it's anxiety inducing. It is. And we can't possibly imagine. So no. all we can do is make the choices we want to make and seeing them with a little bit more neutrality and saying, hey, whatever I choose to do, it's going to be great yeah. or it's going to suck. And it doesn't really matter because yeah. then I'll continue to do other things. Makes it a lot less like, oh God, like there's something that I could possibly do that's right or wrong. And like, I. And I'm going to destroy my world and mm-hmm. other people's if I don't do the right thing because yeah. I think that's. The or weight that we tend in, to carry. Or that is intended for me. Or that, like... I'm going to miss out on something. I'm yes, going to whatever Or that, like, it makes me somehow better if I can tune into the right choice. And for me, too, like, I worry about, you know, what other people think. Yeah. What does it look like if I go there? Like, when I came back from Hawaii, I was like, I'm slightly embarrassed. Yeah. Because I, went and I, I wanted back. to go out and everybody saw me come back. Yeah. And that's, in, like, I want to make the right choice right away so that no one can say anything. I know. When literally the best choice you could possibly make could also go to shit. Like it doesn't, there's no way to even, even if you have a gut feeling, say I have a gut feeling about Seattle, I'm excited, I go. And then like, I don't know, anything could happen. My building burns down. Yeah. Does that mean it was wrong? Right. No, No. I just did what my gut told me to do. And then we'll see. And you don't have to find 300 pieces of meaning in it. You can be like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, or I the word can, you hate, that season was over. Now yes, I'm going to a different season. And I can season, if I so a choose. I, mm-hmm. can to, I can find meaning if I so choose. Right. But thinking about it as if like, okay, what was that? What do I do with that? Like, where do I go next is just like paralyzing. It is. I think people, you talk about this in moving, people do this with relationships all the time. They start dating, in our case a guy, and they know that everyone's like, oh, we think he's not good for her. And then they like break up in a few months, and then they think everybody's like, oh, I told you so. Like, you were so stupid to date him. But it's like, it's you have to honor people enough to let them live their, their lives. It's their, your life is your story. My life is my story. And I yeah. think when we get really into what's the best and better choice, we honestly think we not only know what's best for us, but we possibly know what's best for everybody mm-hmm. around us. And it can really be paralyzing to other people who deserve the... I would say, respect Mm -hmm. to be able to write their own stories. Yeah, and, like, even... I think we do better with this with really long-term relationships. We have this phrase, like, you know what? It doesn't mean it had to last forever. It's still good relation... You know, like, Mm -hmm. you had this many... It was still good. It doesn't mean you failed just because you weren't together this whole time. But when we see it shorter, or when we see it go this or that way, then we can say, no, they probably shouldn't have done that. Or if it's long, though, you can sometimes look at, what, I just wasted 10 years of my... I did that with the divorce. I thought, oh my gosh, I wasted 20 years. Did I? No. It's just... But it feels like it when I'm going through mm -hmm. the grief and then making sense of it. Right. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's just to even make the decision about what someone else needs to learn is, again, putting a label on someone else's experience as if there is an experience to be had and not had. Like, when every part of experience is valuable. We talked about this actually a while ago, but, like, I have, you know, some people in my life that I really butt heads with and I don't understand. I'm like, if they could just... Like, if they could just learn this lesson, they need to learn this. Who am I to fucking say? Like, everything... Maybe they don't need to learn that lesson. Maybe all the things they're going to do in life don't require, require them to be an angry bastard. I don't know. You never know. Like, <laughs> I learn what I think is valuable for my right. life. And so for me to say that I'm further along or that they shouldn't do these things or that things or those things are hurtful. We talk about this in the context of, like, pain. Like, well, mm-hmm. they're hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But, like... That is also their life experience, and at some point they'll probably learn, and they'll go through the same cycle of, well, I wasted all this time. It's all just (laughs) life. Like, the part of me that thought one way before 
is just as important of a part of my experience as the way I feel about it now, yeah. as the decisions I'll make in 10 years. Yeah. Um, when we talk about like the addiction to mental health, to being the yes. healthiest version you possibly can for what? Yeah. Because each part of your life experience is just as valuable. We're not going towards something. Right. Even the spirituality trap of like your higher self, mm-hmm. when there's not a specific God that you want to be good for. Right. It's your higher self. Right. I want to go find her. I want to go. Yes. yes. What is that? Like, yes. I want to just live my life and be have a good viewpoint, a good outlook on all the experiences as they happen, or I'm going to miss it. Mm-hmm. If I'm like thinking that there's something out there I'm working towards and yeah, you can work towards it, but Absolutely. in a different I, type of way, right. you know, because I think, I don't know, I disagree a little bit that I think we can work towards things. Like I know I've had to work on my mental health a lot because of the trauma I went through oh, and, yeah. and different people need to, because I think it's hard to enjoy life when you're mentally unhealthy, like yes. really mentally yeah. unhealthy. So, but, but I think I know where you're coming from. Like in the entirety of it all, we shouldn't feel pressure from other people that somehow we need to work on something that we never wanted to work on in the first place. So for example, I tend to be a caretaker. I helped raise a whole bunch of siblings. I I had a first husband that needed to be taken care of. I tend to be a natural caretaker. I had a narcissistic mother. When you were raised with a narcissistic mother, you tend to be a caretaker. Narcissistic mother, you tend to be a caretaker. Okay. Because everything has to revolve around other people. I have worked and worked and worked and worked on this my whole life, trying mm-hmm. to be like, no, I need to do things that make myself happy. It, I'm not. It isn't up to me to make everybody else happy. My life doesn't right. need to revolve around caretaking. However, there's come a point which I realized lately that it is okay if I enjoy caretaking to mm-hmm. a certain extent because it genuinely makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And the now that I'm fifty. The ordeal I'd have to go through for changing that is almost right. not uncomfortable in, an, in a healthy, I'm uncomfortable way, but it almost causes me more pain than just leaving it where it's at. And if it kind of rears its head, like I'm doing too much right now, I need to focus on that. But I think there can be a point at which you almost work so much on something that you almost lose who you are mm-hmm. or you create a scenario which you're unhealthier by trying to be healthy. Right. Or I don't you know if think there's something. Yeah, no, it, it does. And it, and it's not to say that there aren't worthwhile and provable things that would be a more enjoyable life experience, yes. right? Like, um, not everything's according to the practical terms. Okay. You know, like there are a things psychopath you, is yeah. going to cause a lot of wreck in their wake to mm-hmm. themselves and to others. Yeah. There's things that I, my belief systems that have harmed me and other, I've made choices that harm other people. But as far as like thinking we know or trying to avoid making mistakes so often. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I just, think that's one of the things I think we try. We're working so hard to be perfect, whatever that is. We're working so hard to not make mistakes that we it literally it becomes an all-consuming job. And in that, we aren't present. We aren't enjoying what we have. We're not even, and if it's pain, we're not working through what we have. Yeah. And we're not even living anymore. We're just, like, trying so to, hard. To make good choices. And, like, and we probably naturally will, but, and they talk about this in, in the show called The Good Place, mm-hmm. but that... Oh God, like a simple act, like buying a tomato mm-hmm. who you don't know who the workers are right. who made the tomato. You trying to make a good choice could have innumerable yes. effects that could be positive or negative. Right. 
And it's not that it's a bad thing that we try and make an effort. And there is space for that. And we want to have a peaceful life generally that doesn't negatively affect ourselves and others. But as far as seeing that as a universal law, I don't think that exists. Because even on simple issues, not simple, but people agree, disagree on what ethics even are and yeah. we think that there that's are why laws. we've been that's and why we, there's the study of ethics you know it's we it's don't even agree and so for me thinking that a higher power is the one determining yes. these things falls flat yeah. because i and that's why i think there's beauty in accepting all the experiences that exist and they're still painful and they're still shitty. You th- there are still people that are going to hurt you. There are right. still th- the animals that are going to die. There are right. still horrible things that happen. And yes, they're horrible to us as an experience and they shouldn't happen. But on a gigantic scale, it just is. is. And how can we come to accept that that is the workings of the world instead of determining because we're, we're putting we, a label into putting a label. Yes, on because it. we aren't comfortable with that. Right. We think there's some sort of line to be drawn that's that is given to us. Yeah. That I really don't think makes sense. And I am enjoying the process of like kind of trying to become more comfortable with like what does that what does that say about my belief system then? If there's no such true thing and they're just as all these wonderful experiences. Yeah. And they're heartbreaking and they're wonderful and beautiful and happy and yeah. sad and like and that as a giant thing is fucking awesome that we just get to experience life like that, you know? Yes. Then that is cool and I agree. Yeah. And that is possibly what the universe or God looks like in my eyes mm. because as I process through the workings <laughs> of things and ha- it doesn't make sense to me another way anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy to slip into that type of thinking. And, and not that that's, you know, worse or there's not good things about that, right. about wanting to better yourself, right. better others, make good choices. Is, exactly. Or find meaning in things. Or, or, or find or, meaning, or, lessons. Yeah. All those things can be really great, but as they lack mirroring to what yeah. is reality. Yeah. That's where we get into trouble of when things are shit and we're like, why, how could this possibly exactly be happening? Or how, what does this say about me? Or what does this say about God? Or what does mm-hmm. this say? And it just is like, I think it can be a lot more peaceful to find a way instead to come to terms with the monstrosity. Yes. That is existence. I agree. And it's just, great that we get to live here for a while and and experience all these things Mm -hmm. that is life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think we're gonna pretty much wrap it up there um (laughs) sounds good to me sounds good but mom thank you so much for having this conversation with me i appreciate you taking this time yeah people i guess get a little window into how our families function. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you guys will probably hear her at some other point in the future. Um, but you guys, if you have any questions or you want to, you know, debate with us, have anything to say about it, have questions, you want to hear about a different topic, please feel free again to DM me on Instagram or TikTok at AE Hawksworth. Um, that information is going to be in the bio. 
I will have another episode up for you guys a week from today. But until then, have a great week.